Welcome to the Moses Lake Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This episode is a message brought to our church by one of the men of Moses Lake Baptist Church. We hope that it is a blessing to you, and we would love to hear how God used it in your life. Exodus chapter 13, uh, we'll be in verse number 18. And as you read through and study your Bible, you start to realize that the Bible is not full of a bunch of random uh, stories and characters and uh, just disjointed. Uh, you start to realize that it all points to one central character. Uh, as, you, as you even look in the Old Testament uh, and, and looking at, at the God giving the Ten Commandments or uh, the parting of the Red Sea, uh, or God's warning or exhortations through the prophets and the minor prophets and the major prophets, uh, and or even looking in the New Testament at Paul's instructions that he gives to the local churches, uh, you find that it all uh, it points to one central central character. You see, you see the thread of the gospel throughout the entire Word of God, uh, and it, it's Jesus at the very center of everything. It all points to Him. And no, no matter where you're at in the Bible, you, 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 can, you can know this, that it's all going to point to Jesus Christ. Uh, and uh, whether you're looking, they're looking forward to the coming of Christ or looking forward to uh, what Jesus would do uh, and be the sacrifice on the cross of Calvary, or whether it was after, after it took place, after Jesus came and he was died and buried and rose again, uh, they all are pointing to Jesus Christ and who he is. And, that, and so that should be in our lives. Uh, everything about us... Even though the Bible has already been finished, uh, every character, every uh, Christian, really, their life should be as well pointing to Jesus Christ. Uh, and uh, our series that we've been in, The Pictures of Christ, we've been looking at certain characters or stories in the Old Testament uh, that were great pictures of Jesus Christ. Not necessarily perfect pictures, because really the only perfect picture of Jesus Christ is Jesus Christ himself. Uh, but they all give qualities or characteristics or parallels that are very uh, that are similar to Jesus Christ and, and let us let us uh, be able to uh, understand better what the Bible uh, says about Jesus and uh, and I'm so thankful reading through the Old Testament and being able to, to look at these stories and, and and begin thinking okay this is this is a really great picture of what who Jesus is for me and uh, today we're going to be looking at the pillar of cloud and fire that took place. This is one of my favorite stories uh, and, and, you know, in the Old Testament. You read through uh, and you, you find out what took place as God uh, came to the children of Israel and allowed them to be freed from slavery. Uh, and just the events that took place after, after that happened, it's just an amazing story. And it's, it's a very miraculous uh, miraculous story, and, and I'm excited to be able to preach about it tonight. Um, and so, Exodus chapter 13 and verse number 18, if you would stand with me as I read, if you're able, uh, I'll be reading in Exodus 13 and verse number 18. And uh, it says there, But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up Harnessed out of the land of Egypt. If you would jump down to verse 21, it says, And the Lord went before them by day in a, in a pillar of a cloud to lead them, them the way, and by night the pillar of fire to give them light, to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar uh, of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of the fire by night from before the people. 
And, uh, and so let's go ahead and pray and we'll, we'll begin. Heavenly Father, I thank you for just this time to be here in, in, your, in your house tonight. And as, again, once, uh, Lord, I just thank you that we can uh, open up your word. I pray, Lord, that you'd help me as I preach and you'd help all of us, Lord, as we are, are hearing your word. Um, Lord, that it would impact our lives and we'd allow it to touch us and allow it to change us. And uh, Lord, that you work, work on each and every one of us as we hear uh, what you have for us tonight. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So this evening we are looking at how the pillar of cloud and fire are a picture of Jesus. And so we're gonna, we're, I'm going to notice three different things. We're going to see, uh, first of all, that the pillar, it provided this. It provided direction uh, for the children of Israel. It provided direction. Um, the children of Israel had just been released or freed from slavery that had lasted over 200 years. Uh, they were in Egypt and they were uh, in slavery and they were building things for the, the, the pharaohs of Egypt and they, would, uh, they were in slavery for over 200 years. Uh, and when the exodus from slavery happened, God was starting the Israelites on a trip uh, or a, on a journey that would end at the place or at the destination that God had promised to Abraham 430 years before that event. It, it, uh, it, God, God, God told Abraham, I, I actually I have a verse that, that, that explains exactly what happened. Uh, in ver Exodus 12, it says, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, and unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them, him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Uh, God promised Abraham, hey, I got a place for you. I have, I, you're, the nation that is going to come from your, your line, it is going to, we have your, 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 I have a place that I've promised for you. And, and, so, uh, and so he said, go and get thee out of thy country and I'm going to show you a place. And uh, God actually brought him to that place. And uh, we know through the story of Joseph that, uh, that, that Joseph actually had to return to, uh, to, well, actually had to go to Egypt and eventually his family followed him uh, to Egypt. And, uh, and, but once they, they, once they were there, they got into slavery. And, uh, and that, that I'm really su summarizing uh, that story. But uh, once they were in slavery, uh, they were there for 200 years. And so God started them on this journey uh, to, to go to the promised land. And uh, if, you were to, um, if you were to look at the story, we've we got to know this, that God sent the pillar that we're going to talk about in a, in a second. He sent it to be a guide through the wilderness. Exodus 13, 21 says, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, to go by day and night. So they, they just they left Egypt. And the destination, the destination was the land of Canaan. And I have a picture up here, it might be hard to see, but over on the left you have Egypt. They left there, and up to the up at the top right of the screen really is is, is where uh, Canaan, uh, uh, the promised land, is located. And if you were to look at that and you just uh, uh, very, very logically think, okay, we're going to Canaan, and they, they knew where they were going. They were going to the promised land. They knew, knew where they were headed. If you were to say, okay, I'm going to the promised land. I'm going to Canaan. We're leaving Egypt. What's the best way to get there? Straight across. I mean, if, you were, if the piano 
was, if the piano was, uh, was the land of Egypt where they were leaving, and pastor's door over there, his office door was, uh, was uh, Canaan, you would think, okay, I'm going to go around the Mediterranean Sea right here, and I'm going right to get right to Canaan, because that's where we're going, and I'm excited about being there, and, and who wouldn't be? I mean, we're leaving Egypt. We're freed from slavery. We don't have to, no longer have to serve our taskmasters and be whipped for, for, do, for doing what we don't want to do. Uh, and so let's get out of here. And that, that would be the, the rational and the, the most obvious choice to take to, in the, 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 the um, trip. That's how it would look. But really what God did was not that. <laughs> it was very obviously not that. Basically, what the trip, the trip looked like that the Israelites took over the next 40 years was something like this. They went way back here. They went around with the Dan over here, and they went uh, back. They saw Canaan. They, they left Canaan, and they, uh, they, uh, they, they went all, all around. They ran around in circles, and it really, I mean, they were traveling all around the place. And eventually, after doing that for another 30 times, they came back to Canaan. Uh, and they, they went to Canaan. And really, that's what took place. And what led them at the very front, where, where, everywhere they went, God gave them a pillar of cloud and of fire. The Bible says it was a pillar of cloud by day, uh, and by night, it was a pillar of fire. Uh, and, that's, uh, and so that's what took place. And, uh, during, and the cloud was basically... Uh, led them all over, the, all over the wilderness. And if you were Moses or even some random Israelite, you'd be pulling out your compass and, or you'd be looking at the stars, however you get directions, and it's like, you'd be like, okay, northwest or northeast is that direction or that direction. Uh, why are we going in the opposite direction? And you, you'd, you'd start to think, well, what, where, what is God doing? Where are we going? And, uh, and, and you'd, you'd start to be, get really confused. Um, and the truth is that God had some preparation for the children of Israel. He had, he had some work to do. Uh, they were just fresh out of slavery. And they, they, uh, God had some work to do in their lives, in, in, the, in, the, in the tribes of Judah. And, uh, and so that's what, uh, and, and, and so God journeyed them down to Mount Sinai, as we see on the, on the map here. He journeyed them down to Mount Sinai, well, across the Red Sea and down to Mount Sinai, and then and then up again, uh, and uh, and so um, a couple things that I want to talk about: he, the preparation time uh, that God had in store for the children of Israel. Some some things took place. Uh, that, first of all, they weren't ready to fight the Philistines. Uh, if you think about it, they were obviously fresh out of slavery, and they they, they were they were they were, uh, they were constantly just. Um, as, as, as slaves, they would, uh, maybe their, their, their will was broken, I'd assume, and, uh, and they, they, they were not ready to form an army. Uh, they were not ready to, um, to take on one of the, one of the most um, fierce enemies that they would encounter in their entire, in, entire Israel's history uh, right after leaving Egypt. If they would have gone on a, to a direct route right up to Canaan, they would have encountered the Philistines within just, just a few days. If they would have taken the shortest route, uh, they would have encountered the, the Philistine army. And, uh, and so they didn't have trained fighters. They didn't, they didn't have soldiers yet. Uh, so while traveling through the wilderness, though, you know, we know this, that they encountered some, some enemies. We know that they encountered uh, battles along the way. And I believe that was God's training time for them. Uh, and I, I, 
I can, we can surmise this from the scriptures that, that those armies were not as powerful as the Philistines. And they, 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 there was the Amalekites and there was the other, uh, there, there was the other people that, that they took on that, that would prepare them for the, the future enemies that they would encounter. The Bible, the Bible talks about how uh, God knows what we can handle. In, in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but with, will with that temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. And, uh, and God, is, God knows what we can handle. God, God will not put, put, put us in a situation that is greater than uh, what, 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 what God knows that we can take. And so uh, they, had not, they, had, they had not yet prepared to face those armies of the Philistines. Also, another thing, they had not yet received the Ten Commandments. God had some preparation for them. He had, he had some instruction to give them. He had, they, 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 were not, they did not know the ways of God. They, they had not spent time with the Lord. They had not seen Him do the wonders that He, that he was going to do uh, on their way to, to Canaan. Uh, just as, uh, also, sorry, so, so God also uh, knew that they had some, some uh, they were going to face some trials along the way. And through those trials and through those difficulties, uh, they would also grow. And, uh, and so God didn't lead them the way that they should, thought they should go. He led them the way that they needed to go. And just as the pillar uh, was a guide to the children of Israel, Jesus is our true guide, and he wants to lead you by his word and by his spirit. He wants to be your guide. He wants to be the one that we look to. He wants to be the one that guides us through every step of life. He wants to be the one that spends, uh, spends time with you. And, 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 and so you know that this is where God wants me to be. This is what God wants me to be doing. This is how God wants me to be living. Uh, God wants to be your guide. Just like the children of Israel could look straight at that pillar of cloud and fire. No, this is where God wants us. I don't know why we're here, but this is where God wants me to be. I don't know why we're about to face this army right here, but this is the army that God wants us to face. I don't know why we're about to go over this Red Sea right here where there's, there's water, but this is where God wants us to go. And, uh, and so that, that is, that is the, the fact that God wants, uh, God knows what we can handle. God knows exactly where we're going, he, where, where we need to go. He knows what's in our tomorrow. He knows what's going to take place uh, the day after that. And, uh, and so we need to be trusting Him. Uh, the Bible says in Matthew 4.19, And He saith unto Him, them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. In Luke 9, 23, it says, And he said unto them all, Jesus speaking, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross daily, and follow me. And in another verse in John 10, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. 20, 20 different times in, the, in just the Gospels, Jesus says these two words, Follow me. I think, God, I think Jesus wants to be followers of Him. I think Jesus wants us to be spending time with Him. Uh, and when you're following Jesus, He will lead you to places that you have to learn to be totally dependent upon Him. Uh, you'll, you will be in situations where you, you don't know what to do. You will be in situations that, that God wants you to turn only to Him. And, and not relying upon your own, your own will, your own uh, strength or your own power, your own, uh, your, your own thoughts or anything, but you want trusting in Jesus and Jesus alone. Uh, and when you're following Jesus, he will lead you to places that you have to be totally dependent upon him. And just as the children of Israel were led out into the middle of the wilderness where there was no food, 
where there was no water, where there, uh, where, where there was, uh, it was the wilderness of Zin. I, 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 I looked this up, and, uh, and I just did a Google search, and you can do it yourself if you want. Uh, pretty much every picture I came across looks something like this. Uh, this is like the, this is the la landscape that they had to cross. This is where they spent the majority of 40 years. Uh, and and they, they, it was not a very, it wasn't Hawaii, okay? I mean, it's, it was a terrible, it's not, not a very nice place to, to spend, uh, at least I don't think so. I mean, it, it, I don't know what, it, I haven't been to Israel yet, uh, but I'm looking forward to going there. And I, I think you get to see a little bit of uh, this, this time, uh, we're going to see a little bit of the, the, the path that the Israelites took. And uh, I'm assuming it's going to look something like that. And, uh, and so, as you look at that, it's not, um, there's not a lot of livestock there, or trees, or um, water, uh, <laughs> uh, things you need to live. Uh, and uh, so God was taking them this to, through this place, and not for a short amount of time either. They were, he was taking them through this place and saying, you need to rely upon me, and I'll provide for you. And he did, and he did, big time. I, I mean, the miracles that took place are just astounding. I mean, sometimes we gloss right over them, or I, I mean, I'm assuming by the, after, after several times or even years of this taking place, some of these miracles got pretty boring to some of these Israelites even. I mean, just because they saw it every single day. But at the same time, they needed to realize, we need to rely upon Him. But, okay, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. And so we're, I'm going to jump back here. The wilderness is in, and it, it would be not on my top, top 10, top uh, ten places to visit for sure. Uh, but uh, the Israelites had not just began a journey uh, where they would see God's power. Uh, they, they just began a journey where they would, they would see God's power displayed in so many different ways. And, uh, and He will lead you to places where your relationship with Him, Jesus will lead you to those places where your relationship with Him will be strengthened. Um, and and it, it was. You look at the children of Israel uh, they got to see God, God's power at work. They got to see Him provide for them in the wilderness. Uh, and so not only did the pillar provide direction, and we see that, that it, it, it guided them wherever they went, uh, but it also it provided light in the darkness. And um, it provided light in the darkness. And uh, let me skip down to where I just messed up. Uh, I'm, going, I'm going to stop for a second to make sure we're all on the same page, okay? Uh, a pillar of cloud and fire. Okay, this is not something I'm going to pull out my phone and look on the weather for tomorrow and find happening in Moses Lake. This is not a common weather occurrence. Okay, this is not something that uh, happens in it, uh, every day. I mean, this is something amazing. And uh, there was a pillar of cloud, and I don't know how big this pillar was. I, I mean, I'm assuming it was pretty massive. Uh, that, that would guide them around, and then it, at nighttime it would turn into a, a pillar of fire. Uh, I, don't, I don't see that on the forecast for tomorrow. Uh, this is something, something that took place uh, that they experienced uh, every single day. And uh, God, God, was, God was showing them uh, that they had, they had, they had, He had power. And uh, I, I have never opened... Uh, like I said, the weather app had seen this, seen this happen, but they, they got to see this every day. And they got to see that, that God was with them. God was the one directing them. Directing them. And uh, God was obviously showing that He was with them and that He wanted to lead them. And when, when it was dark, 
when it was dark outside, when they were, they were going through this type of wilderness, uh, they would, uh, they would, when it was at, at nighttime, they would be able to see because of it. And, uh, and uh, the, the, God, the pillar that God sent was uh, also provided light for them. Jesus said this in John 8, 12. It says, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Uh, Jesus is the light of the world. And in 1 Peter 2, 9, it says, But ye are a chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation that ye should show forth the praises of him, talking about Jesus, who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Jesus is the light of the world. We live in a dark world. We live in a, we live in a world just consumed with darkness and, uh, and, uh, and constantly, uh, constantly uh, blind because of the darkness of the world. But we have a Savior who is the light of the world that that, that, that loves us and that uh, died on the cross so that we can be saved. And, and, uh, and that light now lives inside of us. And we have that light to help us to, to get through life. I mean, just, just as you would need a light to get through, uh, if, if it's dark in, in this room, I, I need a light to be able to see around and, and to, to not stumble over chairs. And, uh, and just as in the wilderness, they traveled at nighttime, and they traveled when it was hot during the day, uh, God would use this pillar to guide them uh, through that night. And uh, also, um, and so, so, so we need to know that, that Jesus is the light of the world. And, and, at, and, and so that pillar, just as it provided uh, direction for them, and it was a guide to them at the, at the, during the day and at the nighttime, uh, it, it also, the pillar provided comfort. It provided comfort. Um, though the wilderness um, would have been a very difficult place to journey through, I think I made that pretty obvious, there would be comfort to be found by the pillar. Um, as, as that pillar was there in the, in the, in the heat of the day, that, that pillar, I believe, would provide some kind of shelter from the sun. And, uh, and it, I, I mean, I've read different things about it, and, and it, it just through different commentators and whatnot, and, and they all say something about, uh, about it providing some kind of shelter in, in the heat of that desert. I mean, being, being in, wandering through the desert from, uh, for, for uh, years and years, uh, this, they needed some kind of protection. They were traveling with their families, with their livestock, with their, uh, with their kids, and, uh, and it, it provided some comfort uh, for them. And I, I don't know about you, but I love, I love to get out of the sun on a hot day and maybe get in the shade for just a little bit and take a break. I, when I'm working outside, uh, it's, it's nice to be able to get, get some shade. Uh, and you know, at the same time, it provided comfort. Uh, nights in the desert are often very very cold. Uh, there, there is very extreme temperatures uh, when, when, you, when you are in a desert climate. Uh, and, and so uh, I imagine it would get very cold at night as well. And, and that, that, that pillar of fire would not only just provide light for them to be able to see, but it would also provide some heat. Uh, I mean, how many of you guys love a bonfire on a cold night? I mean, that's, I'm, I'm right there with you. And uh, this, is, this is God's bonfire, okay? And uh, this is an amazing ha- thing that, that they got to experience for 40 years. And, uh, and just providing comfort uh, by spending time next to that pillar of fire. And, uh, and so, um, also I think it, 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 it was something that, uh, something that was 
uh, just, just a refreshment or provided comfort. Matthew 11, 28, it says this, uh, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Uh, just as the pillar might have, it should have provided comfort for, that, for the children of Israel, uh, Christ provides comfort through difficult times of life as well. And, and, and he just says, come unto me. Uh, I mean, if you were in the children of Israel, if you were a, an Israelite at the time, if you were cold at nighttime, I'd, I'd be making my way to the fire. I'd be making my way closer. I mean, if, if you were maybe in the back of the line, it, with how many people they had traveling uh, with them in this massive car- caravan, uh, I'd be, if I was cold, I know where I'm going. I'm, I'm, I'm pa- passing all you guys up, and I'm going to make my way closer to the, to the fire and, uh, and it, to, to get some comfort. And Jesus says this, hey, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, those of you that are struggling, those of you that are going through difficult times, those of you that are really just, I need some help. Jesus says, come to me. You don't need, you don't need to bear this alone. You don't need to, to, to be suffering off, off on your own. No, you, you, you should come unto me. It's, it's an open invitation. God, God offers his comfort uh, through Jesus Christ, saying, just come unto me. Exodus 13, 22 is another verse that, uh, the, that we read already, but it says this. He took not the pillar away. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. This was a cons- consistent standing miracle, never ending until they reached Canaan. This is something that was constant. Even when it seemed that they might not even need a guide, maybe they were traveling through a, an inhabited area of the country, or even when they grumbled and complained, it was still there. Uh, even when things seemed to be even okay, it was still there. Uh, it, it never left them. It took them where God wanted them. And so this pillar was there to provide comfort. And so does Jesus. He'll never leave you, the Bible says. He'll never forsake you. And, and that is something that I hold on to. That, that is something that we all should hold on to. And it, this life isn't always easy. This life isn't always uh, just, just easy going. It, it, it sometimes are difficult. But through those times and through every, every time in life, we need to remember that Jesus is there. Jesus is, is, is saying, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. And so Jesus had them right where, uh, God had them right where he wanted them. And, uh, and, and so also, uh, Jesus, Jesus is, is right there beside us as well. Um, and so, um, also, uh, not only did the pillar provide direction, it provided comfort, but I wanna, we'll find, find this lastly tonight, is that the pillar provided protection. In Exodus 12, 37, it says that there were about 600,000 men. And that's what it says about the men. 600,000. So uh, when you add the women and children, uh, the Israelites' numbers are estimated to be somewhere from 3 to 5 million people. <laughs> Traveling in a massive caravan uh, for 40 years. Uh, can, can you imagine? Uh, that, that's a lot. That's, that, that's a lot to imagine, and that's, I mean, if you, it's a lot to be a part of. But with that many people, with that many children, that doesn't include livestock, that doesn't include their belongings, that doesn't include uh, everything they owned, they, they, everything they had with them, they traveled with. They, they didn't leave stuff behind, they, they, just, they brought it all uh, along. 
And, uh, and so with that, that vast number had to be protected and provided for. You're in the middle of the wilderness, in, in the middle of the place I just showed you. There's, there's not food there to feed five million people. There is not the water there to, 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 for them to, to drink uh, that will sustain that amount of people. And uh, the, where they were traveling, it, it had, it, they had to be provided for. They had to be protected. Uh, Exodus 14, 12. If you would turn there with me. Exodus uh, 14, 12. Just one page over if you're still where we were uh, just a moment at the beginning of the message. Uh, I'm going to read actually a good amount of this uh, passage here uh, because it's awesome. I love it. And so if you would turn there with me. Exodus 14 and uh, verse number 12. And I'm going to read, let's see here, let's see, I'll, I'll, I'll just read, read for a little bit, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Um, it says in verse 12, it says, it is not this, this is after, uh, just, just so we know where we're at here, this is, uh, this is after they've left Egypt, this is before they've crossed over the Red Sea. It says this in verse 12, is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, let us alone, for we may serve the Egyptians. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in this wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which we, he will show Show to you that uh, today, uh, for the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall ye shall see them again, no more forever. the The Lord shall fight for you. One of my favorite verses: The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. And the Lord shall the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak uh, unto the children of Israel that they go forward. Uh, but lift thou up thy rod and stretch out thine hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I, behold, uh, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and I will show, uh, and, I, and sorry, and uh, they shall follow, shall follow them. And I will get me honor upon Pharaoh and upon his host and upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. And the, and the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh. Upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp, uh, the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud in darkness to them. And it gave light by night to these. So that, that the one came not near the other all the night. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind, and all the night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went upon the midst of the sea, upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them uh, on their right hand and on their left. I could keep reading this whole story, and we could read all night. This is just an amazing, amazing story uh, about what God did to protect these, the, the Egyptians. Uh, he used the pillar to provide that protection for them. Uh, and, and not only did he do a, many other things in this story, let alone, I mean, uh, parting the waters of the Red Sea, just that alone is just an amazing thing. Uh, but God, God protected the Egyptians, not the Egyptians, he, he killed them. Uh, he protected the Israelites. Uh, and uh, so he did this, uh, and, and he used the pillar to provide that protection. And, uh, and so... 
um, when the Egyptian army was about to overtake the children of Israel, the pillar of fire went behind the Israelites in between them and the enemies uh, for their defense and protection. Uh, and so Jesus is the defense and the, the safeguard for his people. Ephesians 6, it says this in verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of not our might, but his might. God provides protection for us. Jesus, he is our protection. Ephesians 6, 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And, and then 1 Peter 5, 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, uh, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. When the devil is attacking, we need to stand with the power of God's might. We need to stand in his might, not our own, resisting the attacks of Satan with Jesus by our side. And, and, and that is, is so important. We are, we are in this world that, like I said before, is, is a world of darkness and a world of a, uh, that the devil hates, desperately hates what is taking place here at Moses Lake Baptist Church. He hates that people are getting saved. He hates that people are doing uh, what God wants them to do. He hates that people are following Jesus. And we need, when, when the attacks of Satan come, we need to be there uh, standing with Jesus, not uh, off on our own, not doing our own thing, but we need to make sure that we are spending time with Him uh, as our defense and as our protection. Uh, and so with, with all those thoughts in mind, that, Je that Jesus, uh, that the pillar, uh, it provided, it provided for direction for them, it provided comfort for them, and it provi provided direction, so Jesus does all those. For, a, for the Christian. And so I have some practical application tonight, and we'll, and we'll be done in just a, just a few moments. And uh, in order for the Israelites to follow the pillar of the cloud and fire, this is pretty practical and pretty obvious. They had to be near it. They had to be spending time close to it. They had to be able to see it. Um, and, and so they, they had to, in order for a Christian to be following Jesus, to be uh, led by Him, a Christian must be spending time with Him. It's pretty simple. But at the same time, are we following Jesus? Are we spending time with Him? The, the, the time that God wants us to spend with Him. Is it, is it just, just barely enough to get by? Or is it just, just I go to church on Sundays. Well, if, if the Israelites decided, okay, uh, I'll, I'll look at the pillar or I'll follow the pillar on church days. Do you think they get left behind? Probably. Probably. Uh, I, I mean, it, just sim simple as that, that, you know, I, I, th I think we need to be spending time with Jesus every single day and throughout the day uh, and just, just constantly uh, be in communication with Him and be reminded that He is there, that He wants to lead us, that He wants to direct us every single decision. And, uh, and um, also, uh, wh where God leads, He provides. If he's going to lead you somewhere, if God is, if you know God is leading you to this place or to this to to make this choice or decision, he's going to provide for you along the way. And uh, and obviously things were not ideal for the Israelites. Um, and put, place yourself in their situation. You're on a road trip, okay? You're on. You're taking a family road trip. And the bridge is out, okay. That's basically what took place there, okay? The bridge is out, okay, and maybe you get past that. And then there's no water. Then there's no food. Uh, then you're in a desert. 
and there you're also surrounded by some enemies that want to kill you. Uh, and then you're, uh, you, you, all these different things take place to you on your road trip. Do you want to turn around? Yes, absolutely. I'm going back home or I'm going back where I came from. I don't even care if it's a place I don't like. I'm going back. Uh, that, that is the situation they found themselves in. But obviously this, we know this by reading it today, that God was there. Yeah, his presence was there. He was protecting them. He was showing miracles that were unbelievably amazing. And every single day he was giving them a reminder of this truth that I'm going to protect you. I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to direct you. And that was the pillar. And, I, and so, so we need to know that, that, that God is, is, is leading us. So he's going to provide for us. He's going to direct us. And, uh, and so um, are you following Jesus? If the answer to that question is no, well, he's not hiding from you. Uh, he, it, you, don't, you don't have to, he, he's there. He, he's ready, ready, to, ready to, uh, to, to, to hear you and ready to, to spend time with you. He's ready to lead you. Um, and uh, he wants to spend time with you. He wants to use you. So when you follow him, he protects you from the enemy. He will provide for you. He will comfort you and strengthen you through difficult times in life. Uh, there's, there's a very simple song that I love. It's, it's this. Where he leads me, I'm going to follow. I will follow. And so will you follow him? Will you be spending time with him? Like the children of Israel, will you be attentive to his presence? Will you be a, a listen, watching uh, for the direction from him? Will you be waiting and, 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 and ready to move? The, the Bible talks about how uh, it rested it stopped moving when they needed rest. It kept moving when, when it was time for them to move. It, uh, and, and, it, it, and, uh, and so God knows exactly where we need to go, and He knows exactly what we need along the way. So are we, are we watching Him? Are we following Jesus? And let's, let's, let's think about that tonight. Let's go and pray. Heavenly Father, I thank You for this, uh, this evening, being able to look into Your Word, and I pray that we would be responsive to Your Word, uh, Lord, and that... Um, We'd be spending time with you, allowing you to lead us and direct us each step of the way. And Lord, we know that you're going to provide for us. You're going to protect us along the way. And uh, we, we praise you for that truth. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you would like further information about our church, please visit moseslakebaptistchurch.com.